0: Good morning, brethren. This is another day that the Lord has given us. We are still at home, waiting to clear this uh, animal called Corona virus or COVID-19. And soon we are going to deal with it and we shall be out of our homes and back to activities. Why do I say this? It is because we are men and women of faith and we've been in prayers and we are trusting the Lord that this battle is going to be over soon. Today, I would like us to continue with our our theme, which has been uh, fear, not. But today I want to bring uh, you into a place where you will be very excited. Because though we are in a battle, and we've been telling you that this battle you cannot lose, I want to announce today that indeed this battle, we cannot lose. And the reason why we cannot lose, that's what I'm going to deal with today. Why you cannot lose this battle? Why do I call it a battle? It's a battle, not just because it's a disease, it's a battle because as Christians, all as children of God we know that as long as we are on this earth we are in a battlefield and sometimes back I took you through the process of a battlefield and the, how you need to prepare and the assurance is that when you have the right weapons you cannot lose this battle I want to remind you again today this battle We cannot lose and one of the reasons why we cannot lose this battle it is because we are not fighting alone we are not alone in this battle we are with Jesus Christ who is our Lord and Savior and he is the one actually who started this but why do I say he is the one who started this battle if you go with me in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. And if you want, you can lead from 16, but I'm going to concentrate on this particular one, verse 18, that says, Now I say to you, Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. All all the powers of hell shall not prevail against it. These were words of Jesus as responded to Peter. When Peter rightfully answered the question, and was when Jesus asked this question, "Who do people say that I am?" and of course there were various uh, responses from the disciples. You are John the Baptist. You are the prophet. But when he asked, "But whom do you say that I am?" yourself, Peter was quick to answer, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And when he answered that way. Jesus responded for sure Peter this has not been revealed to you by flesh and blood but by the spirit of the Lord and because of that he told him and now I say to you Peter you are Peter which means rock but upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not prevail against it. I know there are some people that have uh, interpreted that what Christ meant, he meant he is going to build his church upon Peter as the rock. I want to say that is not correct. What Christ meant is that he is going to build his church upon Peter's confession that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Indeed, Christ is the rock. And if Christ is the lock, then he says, I am going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I told you we are in a battle, and in this battle, we cannot lose. Why? We cannot lose because Jesus Christ has already confirmed our victory. This scripture that I've read, uh, again, if you allow me, it says, I will build my church. And all the powers of darkness, all the powers of hell cannot withstand it or cannot conquer it. What is the Lord trying to say? That although he has built his church, the church will be faced with serious battle. Why? Why? Because the prince of this world is still on this world, or still in this world. And he will wage war against the church. And the church too will be on the offensive, fighting the enemy. Why? Because we must establish the kingdom of God upon this earth. And as we do that, as we try to establish the kingdom of God, as we preach this message of the gospel of Christ, we will face opposition from the from the enemy. And that's why we said we are aware that we are in a battlefield, but we also know that we do not less so against flesh and blood, because it's a spiritual battle. And one of the Reason why I said you cannot lose this battle. My point number one is because Jesus Christ has already confirmed or stated that the church cannot lose this battle as it is stated in Matthew 16, verse 18, that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against this. I want to encourage you you will win that battle. Why? Because it is already confirmed, even before the battle starts, that you cannot lose the battle. Praise the Lord. It means it's already decided. The winner is already decided. Of course, if it was a football match, they would say it's a fixed match already. The winner is already determined. But Christ being God, he is allowed to determine who wins the battle. And in this case, he has already stated, he has won the battle. And if Christ has won the battle, you too has won this battle. The second point that I would like you to look at, if you go with me in the book of Ephesians uh, chapter 2, I'll read Ephesians chapter 2, From verse 19 to 20. This is what it says Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief. of cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become dwelling which God lives by his spirit. The second reason why we cannot lose this battle, brethren, it is because Jesus Christ has already laid the foundation he has already laid the foundation and we have seen that kind of foundation it is built on apostles and prophets the prophets spoke about it they spoke about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ They spoke about this dispensation that we are in today. They spoke about the church. The apostles were with Jesus. They were given instructions to extend the kingdom of God. And we are being told, it is upon these foundations of apostles and prophets that we are built, praise the Lord. And because of that, the foundation is so firm that it cannot be shaken. It cannot be destroyed. The base is strong of the church, of the body of the believer. And that's the reason why I am confident to say we cannot lose this war under any circumstances. We are winners because we are built on the foundations of apostles and prophets. And that's not the end of it. It says, with Christ himself as the chief cornerstone, praise the Lord. Christ himself being the base or the stone that gives the house the strength and the shape Without the cornerstone, you cannot be able to build the cornerstones gives the structure the base. It is upon that base that the building is built and we are being told that cornerstone is none other but Jesus himself. That gives me the, the, the assurance, the confidence that this battle that i am in i will win it why because it is already won by the lord and he has assured me that i am built on a foundation that is so firm so sure it cannot be shaken my brother my sister your faith in jesus is that foundation That is built upon the foundations of prophets and apostles. The word of God spoken, the written word that we read today, that was written by prophets, that was written by apostles, confirms that you are a winner and not a loser. So do not be shaken by what you are seeing, do not be shaken by what you are hearing. And indeed, we are hearing many theories. They are talking about conspiracy. They are talking about technology. They are talking about, I don't know, all sort of things, vaccines. That will make us, you know, I don't know. We we fear anything. There's so much fear, brethren. Where is this fear coming from? The fear is coming from the devil's quarter. Why would the devil use all these propagandas? Because he wants you to fear. Why would the devil want you to fear? Because he knows if you fear, you will not win the battle. Because one way of defeating an enemy is actually instilling fear. And that's why we have kept telling you, please do not fear. The spirit of God that is in you is of power, is not of timidity, is the spirit from the Lord Jesus himself. And he has assured us, praise the Lord, that he will build, and he has actually built the church upon himself. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you today. You cannot lose this battle. My third point and reason why you cannot lose this battle is found in the book of Corotians. Chapter 2 from verse 13. At that point, the reason why you cannot lose, it is because he finished the battle. He did not, the battle did not just start. He actually finished this battle. Although we are still on earth, Spiritually, and as far as heaven is concerned, this battle is already finished. You want to see that? Colossians 2, verse 13 says, When you are dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Having cancelled the church of our legal in which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. This section of the scriptures is confirming how the battle ended. Last week we celebrated the, pas- the Passover. We went through the process, we went through the scriptures. We saw that Jesus Christ was crucified. And he did not remain on the cross. He also died. But after he died, he did not remain in the grave. He rose again. Praise the Lord. What was happening then? There was a very fierce battle that was taking place at that particular time. The devil. In his kingdom, had thought now I have won this battle, and especially when he saw him being taken to the cross and he was crucified, and then he also had him cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then the Bible says, and then He said, it is finished. And he gave up his life. In other words, he died. The devil thought, now I have won this battle. And I'm sure he must have called all his demons to celebrate the victory. But this victory was short-lived. Because on the third day, he rose again. Now what we are being told here by Paul or delighting to the Corinthians, he is reminding us that before the cross, before Jesus' death and resurrection, we were dead in our own sins and in the uncircumcision of our flesh. But on that particular day, God made us alive with Christ. And how did he make, made, make, make us alive? He forgave all our sins. How did he forgive all our sins? There was a church sheet that was written against us based on the laws of Moses and the regulations that God had given mankind. And because there was no human being that was able to fulfill all the laws, there was a charge against us, humanity. It spoke against us, and rightly so, because we were dead in sin. But the Bible says we were forgiven, all our sins were forgiven. How are we forgiven? What Jesus did, he took this charge sheet. And the Bible says, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he took it away, he nailed it on the cross, and then we were free. And then he says, after he did that, he disarmed the powers, principalities, and all authorities that were against us. Now, those powers and principalities, they are the ones that we were at battle with, or Christ was also at battle with. But after he took the charge sheet, nailed it on the cross, then he disarmed the powers and authorities and then the bible says he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross triumphing over who whom did he make a public spectacle the devil himself and that's why i say it this battle is already won and it is Finished because on the cross it was finished when Jesus Christ took your charge sheet that spoke against you because you are a sinner. He nailed it on the cross. You won this battle through on the cross. So, as we fight this war, we are fighting a war that is already won. Christ. And if Christ has won this war, we too have won it. My fourth point, as to why you cannot lose this battle, it's found in the book of Ephesians. Chapter 1. This is what the scripture says, chapter 1 from verse 22. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Whom are we talking about here? We are talking about Christ. After... He won the battle. After the resurrection, God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Please note that he was appointed head over all things that had been placed under his feet. Not for himself. Not for anyone else. But the Bible tells me for the church. That's why my brother, my sister, I'm saying, we cannot lose this battle because Christ became all things. And all things means everything, good or evil anything that is on earth, Christ became that thing. Praise the Lord. So if it is a battle that we are in, whatever battle we are in, Christ has become all things and everything has been placed under his feet. Anything that opposes him is placed under his feet. Anything that exhorts itself is placed under his feet. The world and the inhabitants and anything that is in the world has become Christ because nothing was made without him and everything was made for him. But in this case now, the scripture tells us that he became all things for the church. That's the reason why, my brother, my sister, you cannot lose this war, if Christ has become all things for the church, and who is the church? The church is not the is not the four walls. Because if the church was the four walls, then we have no church because we are all at home. The church is the ecclesia, the called out ones you and I that have been called out from darkness where we were told, that's where we were. We were dead in trespasses. But we were called out from where we were, dead in our trespasses. And when we came to him, when we heard and obeyed the call, we became the eccrethiastical all the church. Brethren, the church is not the building. The church is you and I that have been called out. That's why we are not going to the buildings, to the sanctuary that we have traditionally referred to as the church. We are at home But even at home, we are not locked because we are the church. We can still have church at home. You can have church in your bedroom. You can have church in your kitchen. You can have church on the road. You can have church as you walk because you are the church. And hear what the scripture says. That Christ became all things for the church. He was made the head of all things again for the church. And you and I are that church. That is why there is no battle that you can lose. Whether it is battle on coronavirus, whether it is a battle on a marital status, your marriage may be on the rock. I want to assure you, if you are holding on to Christ, you will win the battle. Praise the Lord. It may be children that are wayward. They have run away from home. They no longer listen to you. And you think you have lost them. As long as you are holding on Christ, the rock, the sure foundation, the cornerstone, you cannot lose this battle. Why? Because, as I said, he stated in the very beginning that he is building his church and we have seen you at that church and the gates of hell shall not prevail nothing can prevail over you my brother my sister you are a winner whatever battle you are in whether it's a battle of luck going through tough time because finances are not sufficient anymore they are not enough i want to assure you even that You have won, because as we have read, God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, praise the Lord. The church is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I want you to understand what the Lord is trying to tell us or what Paul is teaching the Ephesians here and even us today. Everything has been praised under the feet of Christ. The law, our Father in heaven, has appointed him to be head over everything. Everything for the church, not for the world. There's a difference. Not for every human being, but for the church. And we have seen that the church is those that have been called, the called out ones. And you are the called out one. And then he says, this church that we are referring to, you and I that have been called out, which is the body? You are the body, the fullness of him. In other words, the fullness of Christ is the church. The fullness of Christ is the body who fills everything in every way. That's why I say it. Christ fills everything in every way. And he does this For the church. And the church is you and me. That is the reason why we cannot lose this battle. We have won this battle. Praise the Lord. Be encouraged, my brother. The last point, number five. Why you cannot lose this battle? It is because... If Christ has won this battle, you too has won the battle. Why do I say so? The same Ephesians chapter 2. This is what it says. Verse 6 of it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. Look at that scripture. It's saying that God raised us up. With who? With Christ Jesus. If we have been raised together with Christ Jesus, it means the battle that he fought and he won, we too have won that battle. And then you ask me, but pastor, we are still on this earth. Yes, we are still on this earth. But you need to start understanding that we are not of this earth. Here we are so sojourners. Gen- g- and although we are sojourners, we have authority over the same earth. Because if Christ defeated everything on earth and everything was infused in him, and he is the head of everything. And then we rose together with him, and we are seated with him in the heavenly places. Whatever Christ has conquered on earth, you too has conquered. Praise the Lord. Whatever Christ has dealt with on this earth, you too has the power to deal with. May it be disease or sickness. Christ has dealt with diseases and sickness. When diseases and sicknesses come your way, you too has the power to deal with it. Christ conquered poverty. Christ conquered curses. What is it that is bothering you, my brother, my sister? Christ has already dealt with it. You cannot lose this battle. Why? Because Christ has already dealt with it, and you are raised together with him and you are also seated with him in the heavenly realms far above principalities, powers, rulers, spirits, evil powers of darkness, which means there is nothing on earth that can prevail against you. There is nothing in the spiritual realm that raises against you that can prevail against you. Why again? Because you are above all those powers. Do you now see the reason why? As a child of God, as a church, a you cannot lose this battle. As a matter of fact, you will never lose any battle as long as you remain in Christ. I want to thank God that you are encouraged this morning. Let's keep trusting in Him. And finally, what then do we say? If Christ is on our side, if He has done all this for us, what then shall we say? in response to this. And that's Romans 8:1. that one. What then shall we say in response to these things? Which things? The things that we have read. The truth that is in the word of God. That tells us who we are. That reminds us that the battle is already won. It says, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also among with, along with him graciously give us all things? Please note that. Give us all things. All things includes anything that you are in need of it's been assured that Christ has already given us all things. Place that thing that you have there, that need that you have, because now we are going to pray. And because Christ has assured us that he will graciously give us all things, that there is nothing that he can deny us, I want you to now Put your hands. Raise them up to the Lord. If you are watching me wherever you are, raise your hands to the Lord. It's a sign of saying, Lord, I want all things. You probably may not be needing all things. It may be just one thing that you need. But that is your need. It may be, healing that you need. It may be finances that you need. It may be healing to that relationship. It may be a child that has run away from home that you want to come back home. It may be a job you've been laid off or you're being threatened that because of what is happening, you do not have a job. I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord and together with me, Let us believe God and trust him that he is going to give us what we need. Allow me to pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your son Jesus who died on the cross on our behalf, paid the full price so that we can win this battle. Today you have reminded us that we are winners. We cannot lose this war. Because you fought for us. And even today, you are still with us. You have elevated us to sit with you in the heavenly realm. But Lord, we are still on earth physically. And on, when we are still on this earth, we have needs. We need food, we need clothing, we need shelter. We need money. We need healing for our bodies. We need healing for our country. Our economy is being threatened. We are not certain of what is going to happen by the end of the year. Lord, we are calling upon you today, the Lord who hears from heaven. We repent our sins, our iniquities. We have sinned against you as individuals. We have sinned against you as a nation. We come to you and we ask that you will forgive us our sins. And you have promised, O oh Lord, that if we come to you, we humble ourselves. And that's what we are doing today, O oh Lord. Turn away from our wicked ways. We have repented, and Lord, we are making a commitment that we will not go back to the old ways. Then you have promised that you'll hear from heaven and you will answer our prayers and you will heal our Lord. Oh, Lord God, heal us today. Heal our Lord today. Deliver us, oh God, from this pandemic. Deliver us, O God, from the infection of raucous, O Jehovah. Secure our borderless, O God. Deliver us, O King of kings and Lord of lords, from famine and droughts. Save us, Lord, and bless our Lord. Father, I pray that you may provide food to those who need food. I pray that you may provide healing to those who need healing. I pray that Lord you may provide jobs and finances to those who are crying and calling for jobs and finances. Lord I pray that you bring you may save our loved ones that we have been praying for oh God and we ask that Lord you shall convict them and save them mighty God. And Lord today we say thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing your mercy. To us, thank you for your grace. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for provision. I want you to again now raise up your hands and let's cry for Jesus in appreciation that He has heard our prayers and He has answered our prayers. If you have a song, you can sing. If you want to shout, you can shout. Let's cry for Jesus, and we say thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen.